Hello and welcome to Who's He, the Doctor Who podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this edition, we'll be going back yet again into Series 5 with our continuing and never-ending retrospective. (laughs) And this week, it is Vincent and the Doctor. Oh, dear. I'll I'll be so glad when we finish this. I really will be. (laughs) Why? I don't know. It's dragging on a bit now, isn't it? We seem to be doing it forever. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I think it's going to have to go on for some time. I think, oh, no, we've, we've still got a few more episodes to go. Okay, right, should, should we do some news, shall we? Yes. Okay. Right, well, the big news for this week um, was the departure of the Pons from Doctor Who. Uh, looks like they'll, they'll be disappearing at some point in Series 7. Um, yeah. Now, to me, it's no big surprise. No. Well, it's been flagged up, hasn't it, for a while? It has, because I mean, Karen Gillan in, in previous interview, interviews has said that she doesn't really know when she's coming back to Doctor Who. She knows she is, but she doesn't know when. Yeah. Um, she's this... saying today she wants to do more stage work, isn't she? Yeah, that's it. Saying, saying today, well, this, this, as this has been recorded before release. She's... Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, no, I, mean, she also, I think in that same interview she said she wanted to do something like do a play on Broadway and, and yeah. stuff like that. So... Um, it's it's no great no great shakes really is it, um, but I, I will actually be glad to not glad sorry um, sad. Did I say glad? <laughs> no, that's a Freudian slip. Oh, it was weird, wasn't know. it? Bloody hell! Um, <laughs> no, I, I will be sad to see them go. I really will be. I suppose it's just this point of these things tend to need to be. How do you, there's only so many storylines you can keep writing for the same three characters in terms of their relationship. Yeah, especially so, as, as the way the new series has treated um, the companions. Yeah, as well, um, they they seem to be as integral to the story as the Doctor is. Yeah, but I think once their sort of their story comes to an end, or their character story comes to an end, they 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 tend to move on, like they did with Rose. Yeah, um, I suppose that, I suppose this just makes Amy sort of the joint longest serving. Companion, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Actually, actually, no, it'd be longer. She would be the top one. Yeah. Sorry, my mistake. Because Rose lasted two series. And what, what we can gather at the moment, um, Amy will be two and a, two and a bit. Although, if, if Amy doesn't come back, but Rose yeah. did, how many episodes? Uh, how many did she come back for? I'm not, I'm not counting the brief, the brief glimpses you got of her trying to shout out the Doctor on a TV screen. Um, yeah, it was the, definitely the last, whatever it was, wasn't it? What was that? Uh, Stolen Earth, wasn't it? Yeah. Actually, no, no, she was yeah, in the the Turn Left. Turn she, left. Was in the, she was in the end of Turn Left, wasn't she? Yeah, like she was in quite a bit of Turn Left. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it all depends on how many episodes the Ponds get then, really. So I suppose at the yeah. moment, Rose is the longest-serving character. But uh, yeah, now I will be I will be quite sort of sad to see them go because I do think they they do the whole trio work yeah. really well together, don't they? Yeah, that, that that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's actually been the um, the chemistry between all three of them rather than yeah. actually individual their individual characters. Yeah, that's it. Um, but the, the one thing, <laughs> one thing again um, that kind of annoys me that apparently it was. Um, Stephen Moffat was talking at this... Heartbreaking. Um, heartbreaking, yes. You knew exactly what I was going to say there, didn't you? Yes. 
exactly. Yeah, heartbreaking end. Um, please, please, Mr. Moffat, we will be the judge of that. <laughs> please. Um, I suppose he decides he's going to be the judge of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just got his image of him now as he's he's typing away at his word processor where he's crying at his keyboard as he types this out. But. <laughs> Just just because he's just because he's slaving over it for hours doesn't mean it's up to him to decide. <laughs> oh dear. Well, of course, uh, it it's basically ends with a new companion will be joining the Doctor, uh, but it has not yet been cast. Hmm. So, uh, what do you reckon? A male companion this time, just for a change? I don't know. Uh... Probably not because they'd just like to try and keep the um the sort of male female balance going. Yeah. I don't know, it just might be a bit of a bit of a difference actually if they did that. Hmm. Oh well what we can say is watch this See, yeah, show. With a song back you and you had a male companion, they could be fighting over her. <laughs> now that's an idea. That's a very good idea, actually, yeah, yeah. Oh well, quick! Get your ideas off the Moffat. He always listens to fans' ideas. <laughs> yeah, <that's it>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can tell him how emotionally it'll be as well. <laughs> this will make them wet their pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, there's a little bit more on uh, series seven. Yes. While while we're on the subject, yeah, you you. Um... It's about the fact that he's saying there's. At the moment, there's not going to be any two-parters. They don't want to do any two-parters. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we we can stop the delusion of our own self-importance that he's listened to our last two podcasts <laughs> and only about two-parters. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 but, but basically, I think we've covered the reasons why we obviously. Well, obviously, not ever heard us heard us before, but he's obviously come to his own same conclusion that they've never really worked. Well, he's he says in this interview, which is on um, which I've sort of pulled up on Den of Geek, he just said that the um, two part episodes don't save money for the show, so they might as well just make single episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't couldn't see how they'd save money, and other than in perhaps you could use the re- you're reusing the same costumes. Mm. Um, it's not going to save money on special effects, I wonder fault. Or time. No. So it's, yeah, maybe it's a little bit counterproductive, I don't know. But that's certainly interesting. Um, and it'll be the first series since it came back that wouldn't have a two-parter yeah. as part of it. But um, it does actually say at this stage everything is yeah. a single episode. So, Well, um, I suppose there may be some that where the idea just goes out and... Well, that, that's exactly what yeah, that's exactly what he says. He says the only reason anything will become a two-parter is if we think it needs to be. Yeah, which is fair enough, I believe. I think if they, that's probably the I think it's probably the best thing to do. If you if you got so many ideas that won't fit into a single episode, then then make it a two-parter. But I think yeah. what they what they do they do is say okay, this is a two-part story. Now, right now, stretch it out. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's, for me, that's been the problem because it's... I, I, I'm trying to think of the only one that's actually worked really well as a two-part, I think, is The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances. Mm. Again, that was written by Moffat, and I think it was the um, the Impossible Planet one. Yeah. Which I thought was a really good two-parter. Yeah, I was trying to think of the first... I could remember the Satan pit, and I couldn't remember... 
Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first part of it then. That's what I was struggling finding. <laughs> yeah, I do think that I mean those two are really, really, really yeah. good. Um, I suppose the human nature and family of blood is quite yeah. good as well. I and mean, as we said last week, that came yeah. from a book, so obviously yeah. it was already Yeah, the story was well, already there, wasn't it? Blessed out in terms of Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, certainly, certainly interesting. But the the other thing um, he, he said that for series seven he wants uh, slutty titles and movie poster plots. Um, he also wants big pictures and strap lines. Um, hinting for the first episode uh, for the next series that he's writing, it will feel a bit like Die Hard. Right. Right. Okay. Mm. Yes. A doctor in a vest. Yes. That's 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 what. Den of Geeks. Have you been reading the same article? You said you haven't read it. <laughs> That's exactly what Den of Geeks says. Matt Smith and a dirty vest then. <laughs> and barefoot. Yes. Well, I, I, we, we have some more uh, Moffat news, don't we? Talking of movies. Mm. Yes. Oh, oh, you see, that was gold, that was, wasn't it? What a segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Moffat's really been in the news this week. Um, he was on uh, BBC Radio 5 Live's Richard Bacon show this week. And, of course, the uh, Doctor Who movie came up as part of the interview. Uh, now, I'm going to so read out what, what, how, how he responded. This is what he said. Um, David, meaning David Yates, was talking a little out of turn there. Uh, a very, very brilliant director, but no, the film is described by him. Of course, we're not going to do that. A film that contradicts the television series, it would be a heathen thing to do. I would be beheaded to do such a thing. Uh, it would be wonderful to do a Doctor Who film, but when and if we did, and hopefully we will be doing it, it will be very much an offshoot of the television series and will be part of it, and it will star the television Doctor, of course. Anything else would be heresy. Hmm. Now, I'm beginning to wonder if there's going to be like a counter comment now coming from David yeah. Yates and BBC Worldwide. Uh, I can't see how it would... Um, how a... How a film could contradict the TV series it doesn't necessarily have to, does it? Well, I, I think set of its own Doctor in its own time, and well, I think I think that's the, its I, own villains. Yeah, I think that's what he's getting at, though. I think that that's what he doesn't like about it—the fact that it, it it was nothing to do with the TV series. They were rebooting ah. it and basically taking the name of the Doctor. And possibly the you know taking the TARDIS with it and then building their own mythology. Yeah. And I suppose his point is, well, you've already got a decent mythology there. It's a good. It's already a good idea, which it is. Yeah. The whole hook for the show is brilliant. Why yeah. would you change it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just don't see how why you'd need to change it just to give it a re. You know, you could still have the same character. Just. Yeah. A different actor playing him in a different situation. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean if we, we've ever been. Yeah, I mean, we. I know we've said this before, but I mean, you know, don't really care as long as Doctor Who's still on the television. Yeah, as long as they keep yeah. making that. Yeah, that's 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 the thing probably more concerned with. Yeah, and reading what he said, that he said it would be an offshoot of the television series. I'm actually more worried, actually, if they did make a film that was an offshoot of the TV series than I am of something that's totally outside of the. Well, TV series, to be honest. I mean, again, I think I believe we've said this before. And I know other people have also commented with the same sort of concerns that if if the TV doctor and sort of the TV production crew start making movies, does that mean it will end on the television? Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that, that, that be the worry. yeah it will be the worry, but but as you as we as we know, um, it's in development. <laughs> exactly. Nothing's happening. Exactly. This is all <laughs> supposition and, and sort of over concern on our part because as you say, nothing's happening. <laughs> Uh, it's just going to be quite a lot of posturing going on. There is, isn't there? There really least, is. There? Um, I, I sort of get the impression that, that Stephen Moffat is very, very protective of of what he's of what he's doing. Um, I mean, in some ways, that's good because at least yeah. it shows he still is actually committed to it. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's I was going to say, maybe, and he probably wouldn't be bothered what's happening in three years' time. Yeah, I think maybe that's why um, you keep getting these rumblings coming sort of via um, private eye about that he's not very popular at the BBC. Um, and there's only one thing I can think of that would make him unpopular. is basically he tells these um, sort of people at the BBC, the so-called people in charge, where to get off. Yeah. Don't interfere. Maybe that's why they don't like him. Maybe. He's the Brian Clough of Doctor Who. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, so... But anyway, if there is any anything else comes out about these movie developments, of course we shall we shall discuss it on here. Um, the final bit of news. I'm just going to say, if you get the onion bag, that'll make that be funny. Oh, you've got to get him on the onion bag, right? That's a very very poor impression. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, DVD releases uh, for 2012. Um, BBC have confirmed uh, the dates for the first five DVD releases of next year. Uh, this, this is for um, Region 2. This is for the UK. Um, so first up, on the 9th of January, we have the unit files. Mm. Uh, let's have a look to see what makes that up. Now, this is, I think we, did, we discussed this one before, didn't we? The unit files, it contains um, Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And the Android Invasion. Invasion. Yeah. Which doesn't. I could have just called it the, the, the invasion box set, couldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> would have made more sense. It would have made more sense. So uh, so the ne- next uh, release is the Sensorites, which is on the 23rd of January. Uh, next up, we have Revisitations 3 box set, uh, which is available on the 13th of February. Uh, that contains the two of the Cybermen, the three Doctors, and the Robots of Death. Yes, I think that one will be purchased. Ah, uh, yes, same here. Um, actually, I haven't got around to buy Revisitations two yet, but uh, uh, so the next one up is the Face of Evil, which released on the fifth of March. Um, I, I'm not overly. Fa- I will obviously I will buy it, but it's not one of my favourite stories. That one. I'm not. I'm not going to. It's not going to jump the queue of other ones. No, no. Um, yeah, I mean, like you, I've still got loads to catch up on yet. Yeah. Um, and lastly. Um, Released on the 26th of March is The Demons. Now, this will jump the queue. <laughs> and I don't know why. It's just one of those ones that really, whenever I think of Doctor Who, I think of this this series. This one. I don't know. Especially with the Pertwee era, it just is the where I go to. I don't know mm. whether it's because it was one of the first ones I can remember being repeated when I was a bit older. So it sort of has that childhood nostalgia from a childhood point of view as well. Well, so. the, the, actually, this one always reminds me of um, when I was a kid buying Doctor Who magazine because they had a picture of Stephen Fawn dressed up as um, Azal 
yeah. just like an ordinary like pro- like production photograph. And seeing that, it just reminds me of of reading that that, that edition of Doctor Who magazine because that's the first time I read about Pertwee where it described his Doctor as the James Bond style action. <laughs> I'll never ever forget that quote. I'm never. <laughs> yeah, so that's looking. That's not a bad little um, selection. I mean, and that, that, like that actually is one that could have gone into the unit files. One. Yeah. Far more easier than Android Invasion. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it had every had the the, the main members of Unit, didn't it? Really, in quite prominent roles. Oh, it did. Yeah. Whereas the Android Invasion, um, hmm, yeah, yeah, they're not even it's not even unit, is it? It's a you know robot copies. Yeah, yeah, the androids. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's very yeah. very weird. But uh, but there we go. So um, but they're all available to pre-order um, from Amazon. So uh, there we go. Okay, right. I think that that just about does it for news, unless you can think of anything else. No, that's it for me as well. No, yeah. me as well, me as well. So, uh, for this week, that was the news. Right, it's time to continue with our Series 5 retrospective. And as uh, talked about at the beginning of the show, this week it is Vincent and the Doctor. Um, so what what did you think, Paul? On repeat oh, viewing. It's your turn to go first, isn't it? Oh, shall I go first? Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. You go fair first, enough. Um, I, I am still in two minds about this episode. There's part of me that really wants to like it, and the part of me just finds it a load of um, mawkish, sentimental tosh. It's probably ironic to be in two minds about this episode, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Not wanting to make light of that. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I, 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 yeah, I actually do. I quite like it. If you're going to do, if you're going to have a character that can travel in time, Mm. then you are going to need to do. You are going to want to do these sort of episodes occasionally. Mm. Uh, as in, why not? I mean, it's the one thing you've got as a science fiction program that you can do yeah i mean I've, other I've, ones can't yeah i mean there's, there's I've, i think to actually interact with with characters from history yeah is is a good one i mean we've had like charles dickens and churchill and and sort of now you know van gogh yeah um but um and countless other ones from from you know classic who but um another sort of trying to tackle Van Gogh's, um, or Van Gogh, what you want to call it, um, his bipolar disorder. Yeah. But, I don't know, it, it just done such a sentimental way at the end. And I was sort of skipping right through it, and I think that, that was my, my big problem, because you had like, the rock ballad, and him being shown his paintings in the future. Yeah. You know, I mean, has, it, 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 it said, was, actually, for a children's programme to... Oh yeah, all the subjects. Yeah, you. I mean, I'm not, and not really pull any punches as far as what was happening and what was going to happen and how he was perceived and whatever. Yeah. So, I can't remember. Um, I should look this up now. Actually, at what point 
did Van, uh, Van Gogh cut off his own ear? Because I thought it was well before, maybe I'm just misremembering here, but mate, I thought it was well before he committed suicide. I thought it was years before he committed suicide. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. No. But I probably... well, maybe, maybe, I'd have to look that one up now, but... Um... I know they're not going to show, they're not going to show on a on a kids show some bloke slicing his own ear off. But. They could have had it being bitten off by the the monster in it. <laughs> yeah, that was the real reason. Yeah, yeah. It was eaten by a space chicken. But <laughs> no, it it was um yeah, it, it was just the and it's also the um. I mean, actually, for me, the story with him and what was going on with him. Hmm. Was actually more interesting than the the fighting for want of a better word, the space chicken. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was almost like a, a um, it was like a MacGuffin, really, wasn't it? It wasn't really there to serve any purpose. The fact that you know they thought that Vincent was having an episode where he could actually see, yeah, um, this weird parrot thing. Um, but then they sort of drawing all these sort of parallels between the two of them, which I thought was a bit a bit clumsy, really. Um, like the the space chicken was alone and scared, yeah, uh, and so was Van Gogh, yeah. And I just thought, oh dear, that's a little bit. It, it, it was just it was just so it just felt a bit. I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it just felt a bit forced. Uh... Because I, I thought he, I thought he was really good as Van Gogh, yeah. Tony Curran. I thought he was excellent, um, and the likeness to him is quite uncanny. And I did quite like the thing with the the fact of the Scottish accent and him saying to Amy, oh, you, "You're from Holland." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did like that. Didn't we just didn't just ignore either? A didn't make him try and put on an accent, mm. or B. Also, then, just didn't ignore the fact that he wasn't putting on it. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> no, it was. Um, I actually thought that, like, um, Amy and Van Gogh's uh, um, relationship was quite good. Yeah. As well, I really did. I thought that that was that was sort of very very nicely done. Um, but again, there was there was a little bit more Karen Gillan shouty acting at the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, when she was sort of ordering the bottle of wine. But as as it went on, and and that relationship between the two of them sort of sparked up, I thought it was I thought it was really well done. I really liked that. Um, and you just you also had the the doctor then knowing that think this is something that's going to happen and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you sort of got that then from the fact of him taking him back and taking him forward to see his pictures in the. Because yeah. he actually knew at that stage that it was not going to make any difference. No, that's it. Whereas she thought, oh, this would be something yeah. that totally changed his life. And yeah, it's going to be, we're going to see more Van Gogh yeah. paintings and, yeah, and unfortunately it didn't work out. Because he already knew. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was, I mean, I thought that was quite good. Um, sort of Amy believing that she could change history. And, yeah. it's, and it all goes back to that fixed point in time thing again, doesn't it? Yeah. So there's some things you just cannot change. Um, yeah. 
which I suppose has been a bit of a, a foreshadowing to Series 6, where the Doctor dying, it was a fixed point in time. They, they seem yeah. to be quite... So looking back on Series 5, they, they seem to be quite... Not hammering that point home, but just keep reminding you. Well, we'd had just had the bit, hadn't we, in the um, Cold Blood, where mm. he'd, he'd done the big speech about certain points are fixed and whatever. Yeah. But was then saying, this isn't. This is one that you can change when he's telling them to start talking. That's right, yeah. About sharing the planet. Because um, this can go one of two ways. Um, so I suppose this was, again, another one just putting in the fact that, you know, not everything, no matter what you do, some things will happen. Will happen, yeah, regardless. Yeah. 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 It was... Uh, no, I did, I did think that was, that was that sort of quite nice, actually. Um, but... I, Everyone just sort of go, I don't know what, was it ever explained, to my mind it wasn't, why only Vincent could see the space chicken? Um, Is it just because he had this outlook on life, or was it to, or are they saying it's because of his condition he could see it? There was, there's something about him that allows him to see things in certain ways, mm. is what they're saying. Because also you then have him later on, don't you? Without spoiling anything. <laughs> I, I would yeah. hope people listen to this have actually seen it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, with the Pandorica opens, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the fact that he's the one that sends the warning. Yeah, it's um, yeah, sort of really explained. Is, is he having visions or 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 what? You know, it's yeah. just a bit. It's a, bit, it's a bit sort of grey that uh, that particular area, but uh, the one thing I did like is that that bit at the end where we, when you, you're saying about things that Vincent can see, um, that bit they're looking up at the sky, yeah, at the end, and it changes into one of these paintings. I thought that was that was really well done. That yeah, and think, they're saying that's basically how he sees sees the world. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, if we go back to the um, the, the the space chicken. Um, I mean, as as a, a a Doctor Who monster, what did you think of it? Uh, I suppose I, it's, it's difficult because then you think to yourself, well, what should it have been? Yeah, uh, I know that's a cut. Just, cut. just it's sort of not that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just sort of a bizarre. It seems to be actually the recently, certainly the the creatures. They create with special effects mm. are poorer than the ones they do through makeup. Yeah, it didn't look that great, did it? No, the ones where they actually physically build something and or have someone made up, yeah, tend to work far more effectively than the CGI. Yeah, this didn't look but, at all good, did it? It wasn't even that. It just they just don't seem to. I suppose because they're CGI, you expect them to be something fantastic. And I don't know, but it's difficult. I don't, yeah, it's, well, so it's, I, it's one of those ones where yeah, I'm, I, I didn't, didn't really like it, but I can't really say what I'd have been more impressed with, you know? Yeah. Um... And the idea of it being invisible, which I think is probably twofold. One, because it builds the suspense and also gets you so... opened up there. Is he just imagining it at the start? Well, it also saves on the effects budget and as two, well. Yeah, it yeah. saves the budget. <laughs> you know, you have to, 
uh, create little little scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought it was it was just a, a bizarre design. I know it's you know outlandish, but um, it's one thing. But it did look like a giant chicken. Yeah, and I think that's what dis- that's what sort of distracted a lot well, of people. The body wasn't was it? Because it was four legged, wasn't it? Yeah. Just there's this bizarre sort of turk sort of turkey yeah. gizzards hanging off the side of its head. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a cockatoo. Um, what's, what's it? What's it called? That bit when it sort of ruffles its feathers out. I don't know what they call it. The crown, isn't it? What they call it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just just a weird, weird design. Okay, stick with giant turkeys. This is our last podcast before Christmas. Christmas. Yes, that'll do. They're giant turkeys, big space turkey with all the trimmings. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was just I don't, I don't know. I still can't quite. Um, get get my head round it. To be honest, yeah. even after all this time, I mean, I've got like some... I, th- I think really the monster in it was was inconsequential, monster. wasn't it? Really, yeah. yeah. That was just a reason to bring them together and to keep them together, rather than being the the point of the story. Yeah. I mean, really, all they, all they could have done was just had something because they're making a big thing about Vincent ruining his paintings. Yeah. Um. I mean, really, you you could have just had something about just Vincent and his paintings. Like something in history was was going to be changed with regards to that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I suppose though, it, you didn't, it's a kids' program. You've got to remember, and there's a certain sense of they want a a monster and they want someone in peril and yeah, not really care at this stage about paintings. Yeah, well, they made a big thing about that, didn't they? Sort of like seeing all these paintings, and he started they just whitewashed over one of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think maybe, it, was, maybe... it was slightly. One thing I slightly clunky was the one where when he, they're going into his place, and he says, "Be careful of that one; it's still wet," which yeah. is the one of the room. So then you have a look at that. So it's almost like the person who actually did the direct art direction on the room. Like, thought, actually, people might not actually realise how good a job I've done. None here. of this, yeah. <laughs> so can we actually reference back to the photo, to the picture, please? Oh, he did do a good job on it, though. He did, yeah, but it just was like, you almost thought, like, that was actually put up by somebody who actually spent time doing the job. Yeah, it, it was a bit, see, see, look, look. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You've really, I've really done well on this. Yeah. No, it was, it was just sort of, one thing I did like was the, um, again, the little nods to previous doctors. Yeah. Um, with the doctor confirming his identity to that little contraption that he had yeah, that he's, he, it works he's, yeah he's two it? he's two-headed godmother yeah uh gave him as a present so yeah so you saw the little printout of hartnell and uh Troughton. yeah but uh how many appearances have just been two appearances of hartnell now or three sorry in this series because you had the one in, in uh, 11th hour where it goes for all the doctors yeah uh you had these library cards card. yeah and now this yeah Yeah, so you've got three three Hartnells, two Troutons, and one for all the others. Yeah, there was a lot of. I don't quite. I didn't quite remember how many nods to the previous docs there were in this series. They've all been. I mean, other than perhaps the, um, the eleventh hour. Mm. They've all been quite subtle blink and you. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So, but it's sort of like it's like it's almost like they're trying to reassure long-term fans in it. Sort of like you're sort of like no, it's still the same show. Yeah, we, I don't know. We, we might, we might, we might, someone just having a bit of fun. We might, we might have giant space chickens, but it's still the yeah. same, same show. Yeah, it's just someone having a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, what can I? What subtle bits can I put in? Yeah. All I'm going to say it's, is, it's not as bad as the Merca. No. Think... No, yeah. I, I did, when I qualified, when I said about um, the CGI against the actual Press. makeup one, I qualified by saying this series. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean the Merkel was rubbish? Is that is that what you're saying, Paul? <laughs> I wouldn't like to <laughs> to prejudice anybody else's view on that by giving that an answer. Oh, get off the fence, Paul! <laughs> you get splinters. <laughs> yeah, I just thought the um, if we if we can move away from move away from the uh, the the. Uh, now, henceforth known as it's the festive season, the space turkey. Yeah. Um, if you go back to sort of Tony Curran's performance as Vincent, um, they didn't sort of labour the bipolar disorder too much, did they? Um. He, he, he had one. I mean, he had one episode about when um, Doctor said, oh, we'll, "We'll be out of your hair this time tomorrow." Yeah, and he which, which, in and yeah, which which sets him off. Um, yeah. But which, of all accounts, that is what used to set off um, Van Gogh's episodes, or used to trigger them anyway. Um, was the fact he hated being on his own. Yeah, he did crave company. So that the mere mention of him being left on his own again, he used to, you know, start getting um, ill again. Yeah. So that that was that that actually did fit in quite, you know, that did actually fit in quite nicely. But he, he did seem to recover rather quickly, though. Yeah. I think. No, I think. Okay, we know he can't. He wouldn't be very excited while they wait for him to. Two weeks later. Two weeks later, he's over uh, over his episode. Yeah, that's it. But uh, yeah, I did. I did think it was um, that that was handled quite well. It, it was... And he also then had the nod to him when Amy asked him, "Are you okay?" And he was saying, "Yeah, I'm. I'm happy now." He goes, "But you're not." Yeah. You're sad. That also then again that there's something about him that's not. Yeah, you can sense things that others can't. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think is meant to be just because of the bipolar. Hmm. Because I thought actually, actually, moving just very, very slightly back to the space turkey, uh, the bit at the end. When they realise he's blind. Have to go back for second help. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was. Um, this is leftovers now. <laughs> You're making a curry for yeah. the next podcast. <laughs> actually, it just made me, made, me, uh, made me think, actually. After they killed it, yeah. what the hell did they do with its body? Because there's going to be people wandering through that church tripping up over a dead turkey that's invisible. <laughs> Well, he was planning to take it somewhere, so I presume. <laughs> I don't know what the hell do they do with it. It's sort of like all the mysterious deaths in the village ceased, and nobody ever went hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! No, it's um. No, anyway, it took no, six of them to make a wish. Yes. Yeah, 
<laughs> oh dear. To the size of the giblets they got as well. <laughs> no, they um no, I did like the thing that the, the, the fact it was blind, which made them sort of think that it's got evil eyes. Yeah. Because his eyes are evil, it's got an evil look about it. It wasn't, it was actually blind. Although um, having said that, they you... had then flagged it up as being a scavenger and a killer. Yeah. As a species. So But come the end though, I'm, I'm, this is this is the stupid thing. We, we They sort of tried to hedge their bets on the to give it sympathy that it was blind. Whereas had it not been blind, would it still not been doing the same thing anyway? Yeah, because <laughs> it would have been a bit more efficient in what it was doing. Yeah, because the doctor said, well, he couldn't say why it wasn't eating its vi- its victims. Yeah. It was really because it couldn't well, you could sniff them out when they were alive. Sure, you know where they were on the floor, but oh well. Or was it? Or was it that it actually hunted by sound? Could be. And then well, once they died, well, he did say about the. the um, I was. He did say, "Oh, that's why it's got really good hearing." Yeah. Uh, which brings me back to what I was saying um, a couple of weeks ago um, when I was talking about Elliot. With his, his dis- he, he was dyslexic. He couldn't. Yeah. Re- he couldn't um, read, but he was. But. According to that, it made him an excellent artist. Um, and that's what I was saying then, this this whole thing about if you're blind, you're, uh, you have excellent hearing, which is just a myth. You don't have enhanced hearing, you just, it's just because you, you rely on that sense. Your more. body's only having to process. Yeah, you're, you're processing a, one less Yeah, one less sense. sense at the time, so it can actually concentrate on... Yeah, it's nothing to do with... It gives you super hearing. No, um, it's just your, your brain has, has more capacity to process the information it's getting from the ears. Yeah, that's it. So, and then the doctor said, oh, well, that's why it's got really good hearing because it's blind. And I thought, oh, we're just, are we just perpetuating the myth here? But, but anyway, as I was about to say, because for all, all the, our, our sort of rubbishing that the the uh, the giant space turkey is a, is a bit of a, a MacGuffin, really, we seem to be talking about it quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, it was okay. It, it sort of, it gave it gave them something to hang the story around. Yeah, but because I, I I quite liked this story up until the point where they kill the space turkey. It's the bit that comes afterwards. The sentimental bit. The sentimental bit, and and I'm sorry that was just ladled on like you would not believe. Yeah. It's that bit I really, really didn't like. It is least to think because I've noticed that with Richard um, Curtis's scripts before, um, they always do get overly sentimental at the end. Yeah. And I must admit, I'm not that big a fan of Richard Curtis. Um. Yeah, I'm not overly. I just... No, I didn't think it was too bad. I think it was sort of more if you take it more as a as a teaching Amy a lesson in travel, time travel. Mm, yeah, there are just some things that you can't. You just can't change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, think it talked about sort of Richard Curtis. Would you would you like to see him back writing again for Doctor Who? Um... 
It's interesting. I, th- I think what you're going to get is something again in that sort of style, because obviously that is, as that, you say, his style. So yeah. whether there'd be a story, you suspect it'd have to be another historical one. Yeah, you do sort of get the impression that science fiction isn't his greatest, uh, his greatest point, really, is it? No. And stuff he's done, actually, in terms of... Uh, historical stuff is quite... Mm. He's done, he's done like Blackhead and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, yeah. but, then, but then again, he, he was writing with someone else. Yeah. Um... I think maybe maybe it might have worked better if he was writing with someone else to to bring in the science fiction elements. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's 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 quite good. It's it's one of the things that actually makes stops it from becoming too um, same, isn't it? It's the fact that you're going to get various different writers and they're going to come in and they're going to give it totally their style. Yeah, and perhaps if you then sort of have people not and to be honest actually what what has been the case of is when people have tried to write outside of their normal style they're the episodes that haven't necessarily worked as well for mm, them yeah i'm thinking of mark gatus here um now this is the weird thing about mark gatus because you would have thought he would have been good at writing for doctor who Oh, but I know. I'm saying I'm, I'm thinking of the stuff, the ones that he has written. He's written. Um, getting back to the Dickens one, where it sort of had that sort of air of the Victorian horror to it was good. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I liked um, Night Terrors. But then, but then he had um, the other couple of. He's had a couple then of you've clunkers. Got Victory of the Daleks. Victory of the Daleks and. Which, and the other other one, uh, the Idiot's Lantern. Yeah, which was getting sort of away from what I think he's good at doing. Hmm. Just because he's trying to write science fiction. Well, so no, what I'm saying there is... Well, no, it's not only that, because he's actually written uh, novels as well. Yeah. Now, I've never read any of the New Adventure novels. Um, I just never went down that, down that particular road. Um, but from what I've... Even his track record on them were a little bit hit and miss as well. But what I'm saying, what, no, what I'm saying was where they where they stick to the area where they're actually very good at. Mm. Their stories have been good. So if you're saying to Richard Curtis, perhaps get somebody else in to to write with him, then perhaps you're actually what you're going to end up with is something of the Richard Curtis version of Victory to Victory of the Daleks, where it's just not. It's science fiction for the sake of science fiction thrown in, you know? Well, well, this is what you got in this story, though. Yeah. It was chucked in for the sake of it, and that was him writing on his own. So what I'm yeah. saying, if, you, if you're going to chuck in science fiction into that kind of story, get someone who's used to writing science fiction to help you out a bit more. Who's to say, no, someone, he wasn't given help, and, yeah. th- and this was the end result. Yeah, it might well have been that the, the, the bit, the plot he had was... That there was this giant chicken turkey, turkey yeah. Um, um, but unfortunately, he, he his name is on the credits. He's down as writing yeah. it, so it, you know. No, I mean, I, I, I don't mind. I, I like it. I mean, I'm not. I know, but what? You, no matter how well, even the, what, what we're saying, though, what you're saying on this though is you don't like the sentimental bit, which would have been his 
which would have been there no matter who would have helped him, because that's what he does. Oh, that's what he does, exactly. Um, yeah, so... Which, which, I think if anyone's to ask you are, Steve... You either was... have him doing these sort of things, or you don't, and that, that's the... Well, this is the thing, because I, I would say, if I was asked, would, would you have Richard Curtis back right for Doctor Who, my answer would be no. I'd say it was a good experiment... I'm not saying oh, I want hardcore sci-fi each week, but um, and it was different. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's the thing. It is was it? That's different. Why you have somebody. That's why you have somebody like him in doing it. Yeah, and you have different writers because. But usually, get writers who usually write that kind of thing, and he's not known. He's you. He's known for no. his romantic comedies or yeah. out-and-out comedies like Blackadder, yeah. on Victor yeah. Dibley, things like that. But actually, the most interesting thing was actually. To a certain extent, mm. a certain lack of humour to this. You'd expected it to be more. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. Well, mind you, I'd, when you're dealing with a character who's got a bipolar disorder, there's yeah. not going to be a lot of laughs, really, no. is there? So. And people being killed and whatever. Yeah. So it was an interesting, from that point of view, that it was that subject for him. Mm. And that from that point of view, he played it quite straight. So no, I mean yeah, no, I, I'm not so sure. It'd, it'd have to be the right subject. Yeah. Again. Yeah, so. I, 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 I would be. I wouldn't say I wouldn't watch it, but I would be against. It. I wouldn't be looking forward to another Richard Curtis penned episode. Mm. But then there are many people out there that do like Richard Curtis and would. Yes, like. indeed. Yeah. Um, I, I seem to remember at the time when this came out, it, it got a lot of. Um, he got a lot of plaudits. Yeah, well, it was the one that seemed to be getting put up for the awards, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I think there were probably something like the um, the Big Bang would have been for me. That was that was just better acted. Mm. No, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that one sooner or later. Um, no, it just it's actually the thing. Looking back on it, you just think to yourself, an interesting subject for a, a children's program. Yeah, and a well, I think a well worked. Why? Because it didn't actually sort of pull any punches in terms no, of. No, it, it just didn't need that bit at the end, which I th- that that was that was the bit that spoilt it for me. And that's probably yeah. re- that's probably a reason why when I, when I do go through the box set, I I do I sort of tend to skip that episode. Yeah, it's just for that reason. I I just can't stand that that mawkish sentimentality at the, at the end. I don't mind it. You're soft, are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're softening it in your old age, and my resolve has hardened. <laughs> <laughs> That's marriage for you. Makes <laughs> you bitter and twisted. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we're done on this one now, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I think we've. Um, <laughs> I think we've um, picked at the carcass of the space turkey for long okay. enough. Yeah. So <laughs> there's nothing left now. We've had a leg each. We've had a leg, <laughs> had a leg each, and I've just got to boil the bones up for stock. <laughs> oh dear! Right, okay then. So, um, yes, we we will be back um, after the Christmas special. Yes. Um, so there won't be um, a bit of, a sort of a, a longer than usual gap between uh, episodes of this podcast, but um, only. Uh, so only by a, few, a couple of days, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, so all, all it leads for us to say then is um, have a 
very happy Christmas, dear listeners, uh, from everyone here at Who's He. Um, so, yep, we will see you after Christmas. Uh, so, everyone, in, in, have a have a great time and um, enjoy the Christmas special, of course. Yep, and I hope Santa brings you everything that you wish for. Oh yes, more missing episodes would be nice. <laughs> okay, then, folks. So, um, until next time, it is a Merry Christmas from me. And Merry Christmas from me. Goodbye. listen to the who's he podcast a proud member of the doctor who podcast alliance if you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show please drop us an email at feedback at who's hyphen he.co.uk and please also visit our website which is at www.who's hyphen he.co.uk you can also follow us on twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast